The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Wednesday the 16th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? Doing all right. Got some uh, fresh donuts and coffee in front of me. Stacked donuts, Can't as get, a matter of fact. Well, see, you don't you're trying to stay away from the donuts. Right. So I'm I'm taking it upon myself, being a good coworker, okay. a good co-host, and eating your donut for you. I so. I had um, chicken and this uh, these glass noodles this morning that are five calories. <sighs> the the glass noodles, right? They're made with konjac flour, hmm. which is an Asian plant. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I just car- took one bite of a donut that was five calories. Carb free, so. gluten free. There you go. Flavor free. But go. then you just infuse it with whatever you're eating. They, so. Yeah, and you just put enough sauce on it to. Double over. Yeah, I was I was making it out in the green room, and I told Brian, I, I haven't eaten it yet, but I know it needs salt. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah, it definitely looks like it needs some salt. <laughs> needs some salt. Well, uh, anyways, transitioning away from uh, your healthy food and my triple stack of donuts <laughs> that sit next to us, we have our first guest joining us on the line. It is Jim Klein, the Shepherd University Martinsburg Campus Director. Uh, he's got some announcements about plans for his futures. How you doing, Jim? Hey, I'm doing well, and Jordan had a great conversation last night. My better half is Amy Klingelsmith, and she might jog some memories. I think you might have worked with her many, many moons ago, maybe at the Hagerstown Suns mm-hmm. and, and your days announcing. And, oh, uh, yeah. We were uh, we were a, a ragtag bunch up in that pretzel box, uh, affectionately known <laughs> as the pretzel box up there. But, yeah, Amy, how's she doing? She doing all right? She's doing fantastic, and, and thank you both for the time today. I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the 94th district in the House of Delegates. There is an incumbent, so I'll be the challenger as a Republican in the district. And I I know that your station has wide reach, but I think that many people may not realize that the 94th district extends from the Potomac River up beyond Vineyard Road all the way down into Ward 2 in the city of Martinsburg. There's actually a significant number of homes in the city of Martinsburg that reside within the district. And and that portion of the city from Klein Street all the way over East Liberty, up Queen, and and believe it or not, it runs north up Eagle School Road until you get all the way up by Spurgeon Trucking before it takes this abrupt left turn and then works north up the southbound side of 81. But there's this unusual section of the 94th district that encompasses Berkeley 2000, the rec center, Lambert Pool, the Moose, and all of those areas and those surrounding neighborhoods. And I think as we approach the primary in May of 2024, it's very important for people to take a look at the redistrict and and make sure that they research where their, their polling place is to be aware of their district and who the best candidate might be for that role. So what prompted you to put your hat in the ring as a politician? 
much deliberation with my family. I, I come from a strong service background. I've been involved in 10 or 12 different organizations within the district. Ironically, I've lived in three houses since I moved to West Virginia. I've been in West Virginia for nearly 11 years, and every one of the houses that I've lived in exists within the current 94th district. I've worked my job here in Martinsburg has been solely within the 94th district the entire time. So I believe that I have the boots on the ground approach. The fact that I lived on Woodbury Avenue, I lived in Spring Mills, and now I live in Falling Waters north up off Vineyard Road within the district. I believe that it gives me the experience, the fact that I've volunteered, I've spent money, I've invested time all within the district. I believe that makes me the best candidate. So you mentioned some of the areas that are covered in this uh, very large kind of gangly district. Um, and, and you mentioned, you know, Woodbury Avenue. You mentioned the Berkeley 2000 building, Lambert Park. Um, if, if you are elected as a delegate, are those some of the concerns that you would have? Are those some of the, the, um, the, the properties, for example, that you might be able to draw down state funds for? Because obviously Lambert Park has been in the news uh, you know, there's an idea among the Martinsburg City Council to even put an indoor pool there. Absolutely. There's a local economic development award that's available to members of the House of Delegates. I've actually had discussions with at least one of the city council members, and, and it's still very early. Obviously, the primary is not until May. The general is in November of 2024. So when I win, I would not take office until 2025. But now is the time for the right candidate to be asking the questions about what the needs are. I, I lived in that area. I know where the children go or what they don't have compared to other areas within Berkeley County. I believe that I'll bring that experience and the fact that I will raise attention and awareness to work towards resolving whatever those, those problems or deficiencies might be. But to answer your question, Absolutely. I believe that there needs to be more attention to youth and teen programs. I'm a tremendous supporter of the Girls and Boys Club of the Eastern Panhandle. We're actually going to be at Main Street this Friday selling some raffle tickets for the on the uh, square at 6. Highly recommend people come down and visit that last Main Street event. But my point being, lots of activities, lots of opportunities, and I believe that because I've been experienced or, or volunteered with many of them, I have a, a better approach and a better opportunity to listen to the constituents of the district and then provide what they need to provide the best possible community. So the Eastern Panhandle has a lot of serious issues, uh, some of them because we are a border county. It's harder to recruit and retain some of those government positions. Uh, you know, corrections have been in the news. Uh, we have uh, at some points we've had a 60 percent vacancy at the ERJ. Um, a similar number at the at the Vicky Vicky Douglas Center. Um, you know, schools getting ready to start out. Uh, some of the Panhandle schools don't have enough teachers that have yeah. signed up. And one of the big uh, reasons is it's hard to recruit and retain with the current um, you know benefits and pay package. And you can almost say that as well for law enforcement too. Right. I mean, that's kind of a broad spanning problem. It seems. Do you have any ideas about that? Well, I believe that the current legislature, those who showed up, did a good job at helping to address those issues with corrections. 
something that you didn't mention that I think is going to be entering the radar very quickly is children entering foster care. West Virginia ranks highest, the highest rate of kids in foster care in the country. If that system isn't investigated, looking for efficiencies, improvements, whether or not that requires additional funding, foster care is going to be up there very soon. But absolutely, I've identified opportunities with infrastructure. We know that there are traffic issues, so studies for safer intersections. Enforcement continues to be something that I think needs to be reviewed. If you look at the FBI statistics, the requirement for officers in Berkeley County using FBI statistics is 2.4 per 1,000. That means if you include the municipality officers, we need 303 officers covering Berkeley County, West Virginia. Now, that includes the city of Martinsburg and all of the other divisions, the West Virginia State Police. But I, I'm fairly certain if you add up all the numbers, city of Martinsburg included, we're not going to come up with 303 officers. I actually met with Chief Gibbons about two weeks ago at their open house. He said that there are around 13 officers short. That number could be as high as 15 to 18 officers. So there is a situation with our continued growth where we're going to have to come up with ideas to improve our enforcement or improve our, 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 our police situation. Again, we're speaking with Jim Klein, who's running for the 94th district in this upcoming election. Unfortunately, we have to be getting to our first break here in just a minute, but I want to give you enough time uh, to, again, let people know a little bit about yourself and where they can go to get in touch with you and find out more. Yeah, you can visit me on Facebook, KleinWorks wv 94th That's on Facebook, KleinWorks wv 94th You can email me, KleinWorks 94th at gmail.com. I'm here to listen, and I will work for the constituents of the 94th District. Thank you both for having me. Thank you, Panhandle Live. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks again, Jim. Good to talk with you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Again, that's Jim Klein, who's running for the 94th District here in the upcoming election. Miss say thank you. Listen back to it a little bit later on. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, this is the election season is already up on us. And bum, uh, bum, bum. this is an announcement of someone who's running in the primary right. uh, against a sitting delegate. So, uh, kind of interesting dynamics. Yeah. And uh, like I said, if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. You can always get in touch with us. You can text us, 304-263-4321. You can tweet us, or, well, you can tweet us at EP Sports Network. I, I always get into just the same kind of mind wave when I get mm-hmm. ready to go to a break, you know. But anyways, you can message us on Facebook as well at Panhandle Live. We'll be back on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four-state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchhoff Building. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed any of our conversation with Jim Klein, who's running... For the 94th District, just before the last break, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And Marcia, uh, you are currently wearing, and I was wearing, it's a little hot in the studio <laughs> for me to wear double shirts today, right? but our Tomato Fest shirts. We're repping. Absolutely. Of course, say. we were talking with some of the ladies from Tomato Fest yesterday on the show, so go back and listen to that on Facebook and Spotify. But uh, I sent a picture to a couple of my buddies of me wearing the shirt. Now everybody's asking me. Uh, about the details for Tomato Fest. So real quick, I know it's coming up on this Saturday. Right. It is from 10 to noon. Uh, I'm sorry, 10 to 2. 
at the uh, w- ten to noon. That's never ten, long. ten to two at the WVU uh, Tree Fruit Research and Education Center at sixty seven Apple Harvest Lane in Carneysville, and uh, they're going to have the master gardeners there. They're going to have a bunch of different types of tomatoes that you've yep. never tasted before. <laughs> um, it's they're going to have a tomato tasting contest that you can uh, pick your favorite. Nice. The plant doctor will be on hand to answer your gardening questions. Probably even if they're not about tomatoes, I'm guessing. <laughs> Educational exhibits, uh, they have little uh, pull-out sessions that you can uh, listen to. Yeah. Tomato sales, you can buy some tomatoes. Uh, children's activities at a cooking demonstration with uh, Chef Miriam from Blue Ridge Community and Technical College. Admission yeah. is free, but folks can purchase a snack, which we're told is a tomato sandwich. Um, which is gonna <laughs> I be, would hope. It's going to be gourmet. Um, and you can... Uh, you can you can purchase a commemorative T-shirt. That's right. And we're still on the look for the best BLT in Berkeley, well, in the panhandle. Now, we got one text yesterday. You can mm-hmm. text us, 304-263-4321. And a buddy of mine that was tuned in yesterday, he said we need to start a Tomato Tuesday talk uh, every <laughs> week. He said, I didn't give out the number enough for people right. to text in. So 304-263-4321. Text us where the best BLT is. In the panhandle, we got uh, somebody yesterday saying Ollie's North Bar and Grill here in Martinsburg. And if you want to add an egg and a slice of American cheese, it knocks it out of the park, the texter mm. says. Uh, so Ollie's, apparently they got a good BLT. But where's a good one? I bet you Blue and White used to have a good BLT yeah, back then. Yeah, I think I've probably had one of theirs. Yeah. But uh, 304-263-4321, 304-263-4321 is the text line. Let us know we're getting a BLT. So now, you know, um, a, about a week and a half ago, we were talking to the 167th mm-hmm. and they had their military drills and they were just letting people who lived in the you know proximity to know that there was going to be more activity, nothing, you know, it's just a drill. Um, well, I got a notice this morning, um, the Chambersburg Public Opinion uh, found an announcement from one of the regional um, naval air stations, the Patuxent River Naval Air Station, which is in Pennsylvania, but air miles bring things a lot closer, right? right? So the Patuxent River Naval Air Station has released a noise advisory stating military aircraft will conduct nighttime flights over the region, uh, specifically the Letterkenny, <clears throat> excuse me, the Letterkenny Township area in Franklin County, as well as over Berkeley Springs. Oh, so okay. the um, the time it's already started from August 15th through September 29th. Flights are scheduled between 7 p.m. and 4 a.m. And the announcement said they're going to try to, you know, reserve the really noisiest part of it um, for the area, uh, the hours be- before midnight, so right. that they don't <laughs> you know, completely right. buzz over your house while you're in your deepest sleep. Yeah, and that Letter Kenny Air Base or Army Depot, uh, as they say on here on the internet, right in between Shippensburg and Chambersburg, it's not that far away. No, and especially it's, just, well, it's uh, in between Shippensburg and Chambersburg, and just west of Scotland, Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> Isn't that fun to say that? Yeah, Scotland, Pennsylvania. We pass all these places uh, on our on our journeys for Shepherd Athletics. But uh, yeah, and I I told a couple of my friends that live out by the uh, Eastern Regional Airport, of course, about the uh, training and things going on. But they said there really wasn't much to report, good civilian wise. So maybe the activity was like really just mm-hmm. on the base. They, I heard the, the the plane flying around last night for the first time it was, in a while. It was busy. Like, we were out in the garden, and, and I looked at my husband. I said, you know what that is? Freedom. Sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. That's right. <laughs> because that's what the base commander told that's us. Right. When you hear that sound. That's sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. <laughs>
Which I, I love that. Yeah, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, today, also, if you are traveling on Middleway Pike between Berkeley and Jefferson counties, you should know that you know they're putting that new bridge in, and they're adjusting the traffic patterns permanently. There will be flaggers. Um, just be aware of that. Which one's Middleway Pike? It's Route 51. That's right. That's right that's <clears throat> so if you come right. out of Inwood yep. and you turn left at the Sheets. Terrico Heights. Terrico Heights. Yeah. How do you say that? Terrico? I don't know. I think it's a cool name, though. Sounds like it should be a uh, Western movie name. Anyway, we, yeah. John Wayne. Anyway, that's, we used to be able to um, to put in our kayaks there. There used to be oh, kind of an yeah. area. I don't think it was an official, any kind of government space. Just people were using that. But um, we used to, but then the bridge work started and everything got closed down. So let me ask you this while we have uh, a little bit of time here. So over the weekend, I mean, my buddy and uh, we took our dogs up to Sleepy Creek lake right? right and had them swimming around i jumped in with swimming and things now i said this to somebody um monday and when i said that i went swimming in sleepy creek lake they looked at me like i was going to start growing four heads out of my shoulder why yeah i don't know I, that's why i was asking you i don't I mean, know if, I, it seemed like clean the, water to me the only thing that creeps me out about this and, and i don't mean this in any kind of derogatory fashion the only thing that creeps me out about that whole area is i worry that something's going to break down, like my car's <laughs> going to break down, and I don't have a cell phone service or anything like that. That's the thing that worries me. Mm-hmm. I We've biked around there, and it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. This time of year especially, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. And I didn't feel but, like, you know how sometimes you get out of the river, you get out of a lake or something. You or feel icky. You feel like slimy yeah. and whatever. You didn't but feel I didn't that feel, way? No, and the water was warm. But the, the one thing that uh, I guess I could think, they, there are a lot of standing trees in yeah, the maybe, lake. maybe, maybe. I don't know, but can I, you imagine if you like raked up against a treetop? Well, there are swimming? plenty of lily pads floating around, and I think that usually means healthy water. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, either I don't know why you got that look. Yeah, she was like, Side you eye. went swimming. And I was like, I went all the way in. Mm-hmm. Like I was under the water. Wow, water. Did your water. did your dog like try to rescue you? That he, he loves did he understand swimming. what he, was going he on. Just as soon as he sees the water, he's gone. And uh, I keep him on like a <laughs> thirty foot leash. Does he have like a little? No, he can swim. He can okay. keep himself up. They keep um, him on a leash. I'm sorry. I yeah, and uh, so my buddy's dog is a big yellow lab and is, like, well-trained. Best. I mean, they're good listening so dogs, sweet. right? My dog's a well-trained dog, too, but when he gets excited, he just goes, right? So my buddy's dog is running around all over the place, and I got this 30-foot leash, and Dad, I was in the water, and he just kept doing kind of half circles just Aww. from the radius of where I could get him because mm-hmm. he wanted to go into the dang lily pads. Right. And he'd get caught, and I'd have to jump in and dig him out of the lily pads, and then right. he'd keep swimming again and going back and forth. So, but yeah, I liked it up there. It was nice. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't imagine how pretty it is when all the trees are blazing up there. Oh, sure. Well, you'll have to go back with your dog because he'll still enjoy getting in the water, even if you don't. <laughs> Might have to. Oh, and then the, is it pawpaw season yet? It's got to be close. I don't know. That's a good question. Got to be close. Text us out there because uh, I need and need some pawpaws this year. Marsha, you got me some last year. You know, we one of my ideas that got the kibosh because we went and played tennis was I wanted, I wanted to you go biking. Go to, oh, okay. I want to go biking. Mid-August and early October so is it the picking is. season. Yeah. yeah. And September 15th is National Pawpaw Day. I didn't know that. Get out. There you go. Awesome. Once you have your pawpaws, make sure only... To eat the flesh of the fruit and avoid the seeds and the skin. Okay. Yeah, I'm into so, it. Uh, those stories and more at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. I noticed there's a little sports story squeezed in there about mm-hmm. the EPAC. So, yeah. Yep, Hedgesville football preview up there as well as, well as uh, Jefferson and Washington up there, Berkeley Springs.
Uh, we got Shepherd Media Day coming up on Saturday. Uh, we'll have some words from Coach uh, to listen to uh, tomorrow on Panhandle Sports Live. So, uh, yeah, lots going on. It's all over on PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, on Facebook, and on Twitter as well at EP Sports Network. We'll step aside. Oh, and text us, 304-263-4321. We're looking for the best BLT spot in town. And we're also looking for, well, I'm looking for the best pawpaw spot in town because I need mm-hmm. some pawpaws. So text us, 304-263-4321. We'll be back on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, joining us in studio is Berkeley County Superintendent of Schools, Ron Stevens. Sir, good morning. Good morning. Thanks How you for doing? Being in. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Are you ready? It's the final countdown. Yeah, I'm always ready. It's a good time. It's a good time of year. Well, good. Well, good. So, um, you know, you've got a few more responsibilities than the rest of us who are just like going getting fresh notebooks and stuff. <laughs> composition books. So what does it look like as the superintendent of schools for a very large school district to be getting ready for school? Wow. It's, um, you know, truthfully, it, it takes a it takes a team to be able to pull this together and our, our team's been working on this since since the day everybody thought school ended <laughs> you know that actually is the first day of preparation for the beginning of the year so um it's it's been a process all summer long and i appreciate everything that ever everyone has done our uh our principals have have really made uh, their buildings accessible and um you know I'm, we've i've been around to a number of the buildings this summer and i see uh, teachers in there working during <laughs> the summer so mm-hmm. I know a lot of them are working uh, around the clock, and um, not just teachers. We had a whole whole group of employees that were showing up. Right. So. Well, you, I'd, go ahead. well, I'd say I know it's been interesting uh, seeing. I go by by Burke Street School every day, multiple times a day, and seeing more and more cars start to show up in the parking lot each and every day. And uh, I know that uh, one of the hot button topics the last couple of years have been, you know, teacher staffing and uh, recruitment and retention and things like that. So, how are we looking in those worlds coming into the school year? Wow, you know, it, you know, Berkeley County is such a such a different district compared to the rest of the state, but. Um, you know we're we're growing and um, it, it's every year we're we're filling we're filling positions. Um, it, just since April, Berkeley County has has posted over 500, almost 600 um, different positions in, in you know throughout the county. Is wow. that due to attrition? Well, Retirement. Some, some of that is attrition. Some of it is growth. Some of it is resignation. Some of it is. Yeah. yeah, everybody moving back and forth with yeah. things. It's very. I feel yeah. like it is very, especially in our area. Uh, this type of a, a career is very much in flux. With you know, we got Virginia, of course, Northern Virginia. You got uh, Washington County, Maryland, Absolutely. all right around the corner. So uh, I could see where it could it could be from well summer to summer a completely different outlook on what the next year could be. Well, absolutely. It's uh, you know you never know what you're going to get. Right. How yeah. creative has your school district? had to get as far as um, making sure that teachers are trained to be in the classroom, but also that teachers who may have another degree or another specialty could step in front of a class. Uh, I, um, you know, just the best way to answer this is to give you a whole series of, of, of data. So mm-hmm. let, let me say that since last year at this time, uh, we have hired um, nearly 470 new people. Uh, in, in different roles, um, 
Now that includes people that that came during the school year and mm-hmm. finished the year out and everything. Are these classroom teachers? It, well, they're all positions, mm-hmm. all positions. Um, you know, 170 of those are professional, which would make up a majority of those would be teachers. But you know, just this this summer there were 79 new employees, um, and 37 of those are substitutes who have never walked in in a building hmm. before. So we hit some of the the thoughts that you were talking about, Marsha, when when you ask what background they have, how much training do they have. It certainly does take a lot more training and preparation when you're trying to pull in people that uh, have never experienced it before. They have good heart. They have good intentions. They have good knowledge. But, you know, it's up to us as a school system to help train them and get them ready for that job. Absolutely. When I I was a teacher, uh, one of the best training we ever had was on classroom management because it wasn't really something, even though I was trained as a teacher in college, you, you don't really know until you experience yeah, it. it. It certainly doesn't come natural to, to a lot of people. And that's, um, you know, that's something that takes time to, to, uh, to create. You just can't, you just can't teach that in a class and have it automatically. And, you know, one of the great things for us is when I was looking at, at all of the staff, you know, we employ over 3,500 full and part-time people mm-hmm. in, in Berkeley County with nearly 20,000 students. And, that makes us the largest employer. I believe we're still the largest employer in, in the county. Um, and when I'm looking out across the room of all of the, the employees that are getting ready to start the year out and they're new, we had 56 who were Berkeley County School graduates. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How about that? That's got to feel that, pretty good looking at that, knowing that, that they're coming back home. That's just the teachers. There's 56 who were Berkeley County graduates who are going to be teachers in our classrooms. We have a number of others that are filling other roles, but I thought that was very unique. When I looked across the room and saw uh, familiar faces, faces that you, you know, remember, huh? Yeah, yeah, that I remember. And and we also had a number of people that had had left for whatever reason and have returned to Berkeley County. So that that was uh, that's very heartening. Yeah. So was, I don't want to drill on this the entire time we have sure. you, but I did want to ask because. Uh, Parts of the school year last year, there were bus routes that had to be canceled. Oh, um, talk about staffing with your with your bus department, your transportation. Our, our transportation department has been working um, diligently to fill all of those all of those roles, and uh, you know, in order to make sure that students get to school, we have bus drivers who will take on extra extra routes. Um, it has to be able to fit schedules, and they work those things out. We've worked um, most of the summer to make sure that we have things covered, and you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a funnel approach. We have a number of people that apply, um, but because it's such a specialized position, it does take longer actually to go through the training to be eligible to drive a bus. And we have a number of people that are in that pipeline now that are going to be coming available. Um, but it's you know it's always challenging mm-hmm. because there's so many so many opportunities in Berkeley County for that. This is you know a very important role for Berkeley County. These are the people that are the first ones that to see the the students in the mm-hmm. morning and sets and the, the tone. Sets yeah. the tone. Yeah, you know it's almost like the face of the franchise. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, there you <laughs> know, um, I used to uh, used to say that my my father's a retired uh, uh, school teacher administrator. And he used to tell me, um, you know, don't ever forget, you know, for your your bus drivers, your your cooks, your cooks, right. custodian, and the secretary that sets at the front at the front door. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he used to say, all those are the face of the franchise. Don't ever think that you are. Brilliant. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we're speaking with Berkeley County Superintendent of Schools, Ron Stevens. And one of our frequent guests here on Panhandle Live is Berkeley County uh, Sheriff Nathan Harmon. And one of his uh, big things the last couple of years, well, I'm sure for a long time, but certainly the last uh, two years or so, has been school safety, a lot of school uh, you know, shooter drills and school safety drills and things like that. Now, knock on wood, we've been uh, pretty lucky for a long time around here, but we haven't had to experience anything to the extent that the training's going. Uh, but in terms of school safety, uh, I'm going to assume I know, already know the answer to this, but I'm guessing you're feeling pretty good about that moving forward this year. Well, you know, <laughs> yes, I, I think that we're addressing it. I think we're working together with all of our local law enforcement agencies. And, um, you know, we, we had a, um, a session in July where uh, it was actually a training session for the law enforcement agencies to work with the school system. But they we were able to piggyback on that and have some sessions for our school administration and and some other people and kind of gave them a different light on things because they were they actually were some of the actors who oh, they were wow. uh-huh. the students with you know inside and inside the buildings and uh so it was it was very uh very informative and you know sheriff Harmon was was crucial to that but again we've worked with with every every agency um to try to make sure that we have a approach that's best for Berkeley County and make sure everybody's in in touch, um, and that piggybacks with our, you know, some of our projects from our bond when we're talking about you know taking our 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 school entrances and making them safer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we do have safe school entrances where there's buzzers to get in and those types of things, but you can always update and and upgrade, and that's that's what our bond is designed to do. So. Um, you know, we're, we're working on those, going through a few of those um, at a time. And, you know, hopefully we'll um, we'll be able to look back at this and say this was this bond was able to make Berkeley County a safer, safer place. So. Also constantly working towards having more school resource officers. Yes. Yes. Um, we have a relationship with our sheriff's department for our schools that are in the county. Um, the districts that are in the county, and we have a relationship with with the city, Martinsburg City, for the schools that are you know within within that district. We're also looking to um, create you know, a um, a school resource officer type supervising mm-hmm. uh, role in our middle schools. Um, basically, what we have right now is a school resource officer who is available for each of our four districts. You know the the four high school districts. They're stationed at the high schools and serve other schools uh, as needed. Um, but we felt like an additional manpower and trying to trying to build up a, a team of, of those type of, mm-hmm. of people at our middle schools would, would help us out. So we're working to do that. Again, we're speaking with Berkeley County Superintendent of Schools, Ron Stevens, with school right around the corner. That also means school sports are right around the corner. Now, I won't ask anything too in-depth. If you want to come, we can have you on Panhandle Sports Live, which is on from uh, 8 to 9 each weekday morning. We can get real deep into things. But uh, moving into football season, sports season, you got volleyball, basketball, that kind of stuff getting ready to start up. Uh, that's got to be exciting to look at how much talent is really starting to pop up around the Panhandle. Well, I... I... <laughs> You know, I, I was just talking to Jordan before we came on air here, uh, and and um, wanted everybody to know this is this is the least prepared that I ever feel about making any prognostication for <laughs> for our sports seasons coming up. But I have heard uh, excitement, and actually, in all four of our Berkeley County districts, 
Um, and my insider, I, I have I, my uh, my youngest son Jake is yeah. is doing some training here in the county. He's been around uh, to a number of the tracks and everything, and he's he's like I'm talk to people in the Hedgesville district because I was at the track over there the other day. I've been at the weight room and in this place working with some of the teams. And so he's been able to tell me, hey, you know what? Every one of those teams feels really good. They, oh, yeah. they think they're going to be uh, having one of their better years. So um, at least it's good to hear that everybody right. feels that way to start with. So. Well, it certainly seems like everybody at all the schools, like you said, is uh, pretty excited for football season. I know we certainly are here uh, on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. And before we let you go, I'll ask you one more completely off-topic question, all right? Okay. Uh, so it's going to sound a little weird, but do you like tomatoes? <laughs> um, I like tomatoes as long as they're not being thrown at me. I'm, okay, well, okay fair, fair. I think yeah. we can all uh, appreciate that. So we're trying to find out where the best BLT is in the panhandle. So we got somebody messaged us uh, on our Twitter page saying that Ollie's North Bar and Grill has one of the best BLTs in town. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, Pawnell's and different places like that have a pretty good BLT. But uh, do you have any suggestions maybe on where you think a good BLT can be bought or got here in the panhandle? Well, you know, <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, I had a... Um, I had a very good friend of mine uh, a few years back passed away, um, but he used to bring fresh tomatoes, mm -hmm. and I would uh, make a point to have get us some uh, some fresh bacon, and he would bring tomatoes by the house, and I would cook up the bacon. We'd talk for about fifteen minutes, and just on the spot, we'd have our own uh, oh, BLTs. There right there's uh, the best. So right you know, think back to uh, give a shout out to Martin Schrodes. Um, mm -hmm. We lost Martin a few years ago few years ago but oh, um, the BLT but, with friendship but uh he would stop by um I knew when he came by he had tomatoes with it right so. Very well nice. how nice is that yeah. so I I don't want to uh let you go without I know you've got some notes there is there anything you want to let the listener know about the upcoming school year you know it, it's it, this time of year is it, there's so there's always a buzz in the air and and it's it's excitement, it's sadness that summer's over, but we're excited for the school year to start. We're nervous about the school year to start. We, you know, there are all kinds of different things, and just the energy in the air um, makes this probably one of one of my favorite times of the year. Now, keep in mind, I live with a kindergarten teacher, oh. and my hand is all cramped up from all the cutting the letters <laughs> and everything I've been do doing for the last. It's a hands-on superintendent. Oh my goodness! Um, Do you offer that service to all the kindergarten yeah. teachers in the district? I would, but my hands cramped up. But I, I just did want to say that we're we're really looking forward to getting the students in the buildings um, starting next week. Having uh, students begin on Monday. Our pre-K actually comes on Tuesday and Wednesday. They'll do a a split start. I want to say just a heartfelt thank you to all of our faculty and staff who've who've worked uh, tirelessly to make the, the our schools ready. Uh, they look great. You know, take pride. You know, fresh mulch, fresh mow, fresh paint. That everything waxed is, uh, floor smells clean. There's nothing like the beginning in. of the school year. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and you mentioned uh, our athletics, um, but it is good to see everybody on campus and. You know, want to make sure that everyone is is invested. Our 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 um, push this year is is to um, make sure that everyone's invested. And in what what's your investment? What are you invested in? And um, it's been great to hear all of our employees that I've been able to talk to and find out what they're invested in. And you know, I 
just want to let everyone know I'm invested in all of them, and I hope that uh, I hope the Berkeley County experience is the best year yet. Before we let you go, what uh, yep. need need you to tell me what the first day of school is, and and approximately when those buses might be starting, because I think that's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. <laughs> Well, I think that you'll see the buses doing some test runs towards the end of this week. Uh, you know, they got to get the timing down and make sure that, you know, everything is appropriate. They, they'll go by all of the addresses that they have. Um, Monday, mm-hmm. this coming Monday, Ooh. is the first day of school for our students. Um, so be careful out there on the roads. Um, buses should start hitting the roads around 6, 6.30 in the morning with, with kids being at bus stops. So, uh, keep your eyes open. Um, there will be two runs. Of course, we do the, the secondary run in the morning, which is the middle school and high school, and then they'll make another round and pick up all of the uh, the elementary level, the primary and intermediate students. So uh, keep your eyes open for that out there. Perfect. Well, Berkeley County Superintendent of Schools, Ron Stevens, thanks for stopping in and talking with us. Thank you all for having me. Sometime we'll, we'll get on here and we'll be able to rem- reminisce, and I want to hear about the tomato fest. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, sir. And if you missed any of our conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We'll be back to wrap things up on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live. With hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We just spoke with Berkeley County Superintendent of Schools, Ron Stevens. It sounds like they are all ready for school. Or, yeah, for school. There's, there's nothing like that. If you're if you're a teacher and it's the you walk into the building for the first time since the summer, and that shiny waxed floor and you know you're the first one in your in your schoolroom for a while yeah it's kind of cool i know this is the first year in a while that i haven't had to uh go and help my mom set up her office or oh wow my sister set up her classroom goodness uh putting How'd tables you get out together of that? and they haven't had they don't they don't have that uh, same type of jobs anymore oh okay. yeah so i don't have to do it but uh yeah it is you know start of school is always it's fun New horizons ahead of you, you know? I don't have any kids in the school system anymore. Like, my youngest is in college still, but I still can't help looking at the school supplies. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, look at that There's some cool stuff. Notebook. There's some cool stuff. You get the pins that you uh, have, like, 16 different oh, colors yeah. into one. Mm-hmm. You yep. try to push them all through the yes. thing at the same time. That's so relatable. Well, you can always, uh, again, listen to a previous Panhandle Live or Panhandle Sports Live on our Facebook and Spotify page. You can stay up to date with all the news around the Panhandle over at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. And while you're over there, you can find uh, articles for EPAC football, getting ready for football season. Again, getting started next Friday. Can you believe it? Wow, what? Football season coming up, I know, a week away. And then uh, also Berkeley Springs football previews up there. we got Shepard stuff coming up as we are two weeks away from college football uh, getting started. But, of course, right here on WPM and WCST is your home for the Panhandle Game of the Week. You're hearing the promos and everything right now uh, on the station. Uh, over on 92.9 WXDC is your home for Berkeley Springs Indians football with Parker Stone. You can catch that uh, action over there. And then over on 95.9 The Big Dog, it's your home for Shepherd University football where you can catch all three of us, myself, Luke Wiggs, and Parker Stone uh, on those broadcasts. And then on Thursdays, you also have the Ernie McCook Show over on 95.9 The Big Dog. You so, guys have the best three-man crew on Saturdays I think it, I mean, 
I'm a little biased, of course, but I think it does sound really good. Well, you know, Parker's down there on the field catching the the sometimes angry reactions from <laughs> players and coaches. And coach did apologize <laughs> to him uh, in person after. But it's real time. Would know, you know? That's what you want. That's what yeah. you're looking for. Um, he's very brave, Parker. <laughs> he is very brave. He is very brave. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. I'm excited for it. you. excited for football season, Marcia? I, I, You know what? Two years ago, I would not have been. But now that I know what you guys do and I've gotten into the habit of listening to your play-by-play, yes. Well, good. I am. Well, I'm excited for it. You going to so. come out to any uh, Ernie McCook shows this year? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I went to one last year, and that was fun. So there Plus, you, you know, the draws, you can have your – you know, fish Sammy or your fish platter. Yeah, it's, and, and it's burger nights, $1.50 mm, draft night on Thursday nights when we have the Ernie McCook show. No, over I'm just here to see my buddy dogs. from work, but I'm also getting fish platter. That's right. That's right. That's they have the best, like bar none. And they're, uh, what I saw a thing that they're, um, they were voted or put on uh, t- what best, like pubs in America or something wow. like that. I have to look into that a little bit more. Are I they think gonna they're go going to be on TV on and stuff. I don't know. They're going to need some more seats. They got to remember, remember us, uh, yeah, the locals. Us day ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Remember us day ones over here. Did I hear we might have soccer coverage? Yes. Uh, some Shepherd soccer games will be over on PanhandleNewsNetwork.com throughout the season. I just saw that. Let me pull this up real quick. Shepherd women's soccer in the PSAC East Pole coming in uh, at sixth this year. So a little bit of a uphill battle decline but as we were talking with the lacrosse coach jenny miller over on uh, panhandle sports live this morning uh especially for women's sports the PSAC is incredibly tough and soccer and lacrosse and all these things so uh, a lot of these teams the soccer team you know lacrosse team and things mm-hmm. they uh, have tough tough schedules against some tough opponents but we'll have a couple of those soccer games on the air uh over on panhandlenewsnetwork.com so Hoppy is up next with TalkLine. They're going to be talking Inflation Reduction Act and how some of the elements might benefit West Virginians. They're going to be talking about uh, staffing in West Virginia schools and also um, the, the WVU cutbacks. There you go. If you missed any show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. For Marsha, I am Jordan. Hoppy's next. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.